he needs to quit, you know, making attacks on me. I mean, you don't do this to your mom. And it, it, is, it is so hard. Now, Debbie Mathers is talking publicly for the first time since her famous son skewered her in song. And she's fighting back, both in court, filing a $10 million slander suit against him, and with her own music. Debbie Mathers raised her son Marshall, aka Eminem, as a single mother after his father left the family to move to California. Reportedly in his teens, Eminem had tried to write to his father several times, but Debbie had told him all of his letters had come back marked return to sender. All right, mister, I'm too good to call or write my son. Over the years, doubt has been cast as to whether Debbie had even sent those letters on to Em's father. And if Eminem's lyrics are anything to go by, this is just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to parental neglect. According to Eminem's lyrics and in interviews. During his childhood, him and his mother had a fractured relationship. They fought and argued frequently, and Eminem had a really hard time getting on with his mother, who a social worker actually once described as having a very suspicious, almost paranoid personality. Eminem has made numerous references to his mother having Munchausen syndrome, a condition where people fake illness in order to get sympathy and attention. There's also a different variety of this illness, where a parent can convince their child that they're actually sick. You might remember on the song Cleaning Out My Closet, he said his whole life he was made to feel like he was sick when he was and if we're assuming that Debbie Mathers wasn't just trying to convince her son that he had a sick flow or ill rhymes, then we can assume that what he really had was a very traumatic childhood experience. And to be fair, Eminem's problems at home followed him through his teens and right into adulthood. He reportedly had to repeat the ninth grade three times because of truancy and ended up dropping out of high school. He claims that he spent his teens constantly being berated by his mother and being kicked out of the house. In his own words, he said that as soon as he turned 15, she said, get a job and help me with these bills or your ass is out. And then she would kick him out anyway, oftentimes just after he'd been given his paycheck. But it was after being kicked out one of these times that Eminem went to Los Angeles and finally got the medical attention he needed from a local doctor. Yes, famously, Eminem went to LA to compete in the Rap Olympics. This is where his Slim Shady EP fell into the green fingers of Dr. Dre, who discovered and signed Eminem and turned him into the household name we know him as today. The Slim Shady LP that Eminem and Dr. Dre put together in 1999 was a huge success and brought young Marshall Mathers untold fame and riches. Soon, white suburban mothers all over America would be paying for the sins of Debbie Mathers as their children picked up a copy of the Slim Shady LP and received a masterclass in disrespecting your mother. All right, class, gather round. Today's lesson is gonna be showing mummy how much you love her. Mothers are important. They give us life, they raise us, and sometimes they leave little painkillers lying around the house. And so I think that it's very, very important for all of us here to return that love to mummy. And what better way to do that than writing a poem for your mum. So get out those pencils and papers, kids, and today we're gonna be working on writing a love poem for your mummy. All right, class, pencils down. Let's take a look at some of the lovely poems you've written for your mummies then, shall we? Right, got this one here from little Timmy. This is roses are red, violets are blue, my mummy's hair is brown, I love her too. Oh, how sweet is that class, eh? How sweet is that? Right, so here's one from Marshall, and what he's written here is, 99% of my life I was lied to. I just found out my mum does more dope than I do. I told her I'd grow up to be a famous rapper. Write a record about doing drugs and name it after her? All right, Marshall, that's not really what we're looking for. I better not find any more like that in your poetry book. All right, here's a better one. This one's called Role Model. There's bound to be some admiration for your mother in this one. So it's, hello mother, are you there? I love you. Aw, I never meant to hit you over the head with that shovel. No, Marshall, that's no good. That's no good, that. Right, but tell you what, poetry's really not your thing. Let's have, a, let's have a look at some of the some of the things you've written about her in interviews, shall we? Oh, here we go, 1999 Rolling Stone interview. My mother did a lot of dope and shit. Oh, 
Okay. Oh, maybe about here, here, this one. 2000 shooting star interview. Strung out on prescription drugs, addicted to bingo, looking to make an easy dollar the American way. All right, Marshall, that was completely uncalled for. You've got absolutely no proof that your mother was ever into bingo. So after the Slim Shady LP dropped, Eminem finally had an escape route to get out of his nasty life in Detroit. With a platinum record and millions of dollars to his name, he could finally move out of the hood of 8 Mile and into a gated community far away from all of those that had wronged him. Man, maybe I'll do that one day. However, unfortunately for Eminem, his mother Debbie was not happy with a lot of the shit talking that had gone down on his album. She immediately saw dollar signs and an opportunity to get one back on the son that humiliated her on all of these songs. So Debbie found a lawyer, Fred Gibson, quite literally the first lawyer that she found in the Yellow Pages. Debbie provided him with supporting documents and evidence of Eminem's childhood that reportedly allowed him to build a case. The main basis of this court case was the line in Eminem's song, My Name Is, where he says, I just found out my mum does more dope than I do. Debbie's claim was that Eminem was basically just lying. She says that his upbringing was fine and that she wasn't abusing drugs. He says you were neglectful. No. Pill popping. No. Welfare collecting. No. Notice the clever use of the word abusing there instead of using. She even suggested in a 2000 salon interview that she felt Eminem was angry at her because she'd sheltered him too much and that he was spoiled and resentful. Even doubling down on this frankly stupid position on an appearance of Inside Edition. He was spoiled rotten. Anything he wanted, I made sure that I'd take my last dime and get it for him. I mean, he was my only child for 14 years. Hmm, I think there's a pretty big difference between sheltering your son and forcing your son to live in a shelter. But finally, that case was compiled and the headline hit as the lawsuit was filed on September the 20th, 1999. So Debbie wanted $10 million in the lawsuit, saying the lyrics on the Slim Shady LP and comments that he'd made in magazines were slanderous and caused her emotional distress and sleepless nights by mischaracterizing her as an unstable drug user. Hey, maybe she'd sleep better if she popped a mouthful of Ambien, eh? Eminem's famous lawyer who you might actually recognize from a lot of his album skits, Paul Rosenberg, released a statement in response to the suit being filed. So he said, Eminem's life is reflected in his music. Everything he said can be verified as true. Truth is an absolute defense to a claim of defamation. This lawsuit does not come as a surprise to Eminem. His mother has been threatening to sue him since the success of his single, My Name Is. It's merely the result of a lifelong strained relationship between him and his mother. Regardless, it's still painful to be sued by your mother, and therefore this lawsuit will only be dealt with through legal channels. In spite of this measured statement from Paul Rosenberg, Debbie claims that after finding out about the suit, Eminem called her screaming and furious about the fact that Debbie was essentially trying to take the food out of his daughter's mouth. But conversely, former boyfriends of Debbie would come out refuting her claims, including the father of Eminem's half-brother Nathan, who came out and said, she's lying about the drugs and stuff, you wouldn't believe the shit that he's been through. As well as another who said that she was always complaining about illness and looking for pain pills. Well, unfortunately, Debbie Mathers had never heard of the Streisand effect. Partly because the events that led to that term wouldn't happen for another five years, and partly because her usual 4pm cocktail of Ambien and $2 wine tends to leave her a bit forgetful. But pretty unsurprisingly, suing somebody for $10 million for saying some nasty things about you tends to attract a few more nasty things being said about you. All right, Marshall, I've had a word with your mum and she's assured me that there's been no abuse growing up. She's, she's assured me that, no, no abuse growing up. I'm gonna give you one more chance to come up with some poetry and you better say something nice about your long-suffering mother, all right, Marshall? Give me that. All right, this one's called Marshall Mathers. Bi biographical, I like it. My fucking bitch mum suing for 10 million. She must want a dollar for every pill I've been stealing. Shit, where do you think I picked up the habit? 
All I had to do was go in her room and lift up the mattress. All right, I've had it up to here with this, Marshall. I'm gonna read the next one, and this better be an improvement, or you're out. You're out of this classroom, right? Last poem. This one's called Kill You. Bend over and take it like a slut. Right, get out of this classroom, get out. Tired of kids like you, disrespecting their mums. Get me demonetized out here, fucking little pipsqueak. Of course, when the Marshall Mathers LP dropped in the year 2000, slap bang in the middle of the lawsuit from Debbie Mathers, and right at the height of Eminem's popularity, he couldn't really resist on shitting on his mother from a great height. By August of the year 2000, Debbie had proposed a $2 million settlement to Eminem, which was uh, duly rejected. Allegedly, at Eminem's deposition a month later, he had said that he'd rather pay $100,000 to make sure that she didn't get a dime, as well as going on record saying that she was definitely on prescription drugs when he was growing up. So Debbie and Eminem were at war. And it was at this point that she decided to do something that we now all know in hip-hop collectively that you do not do to Eminem. She made a diss song. This is called Set the Record Straight with IDX and Eminem's mom, and it should be available in stores. Yes, before there were a long line of bodies and chalk outlines of the careers of people that were dumb enough to take on Eminem on wax, Debbie decided to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with the monster that she created, dropping a diss song called Dear Marshall. Now, it's actually a real shame that YouTube's copyright system is so damn broken, because this song is so laughably whack, it would have been hilarious to give you a line-by-line -line breakdown. But if you want to go and check it out, it's essentially just Debbie talking offbeat over a very lackluster hip-hop instrumental that sounds more like budget health spa than badass diss track. I'd personally give Debbie Mathers a 0 out of 10 for her dead flow, but then again, her lyrical content definitely cuts a little bit deeper than anything Machine Gun Kelly ever wrote about Eminem. And despite the fact that the song is essentially unlistenable, you have to admire the gall of the woman to flip Eminem's line on him and say with the real Marshall Mathers, please stand up. <laughs> Oi, that's smart, because that's like the line he says, but like different than that. Look, I've already told you that the beat is whack, but I really want to get across to you just how bad the beat of this song is. Now, this beat was produced by the hip-hop duo IDX, and if you're wondering how those guys are doing these days, the answer is, uh, not good, since it took me five Google searches to even fucking find them. Turns out that this pair of shameless clout chasers were just looking to capitalise off the back of a broken family dynamic, offering Debbie a small bag to put her spoken word diss track alongside one of their also terribly thought-out Eminem diss tracks, and release the thing as a two-track EP. And how did that work out for them? Not good, they didn't release any music after this. And despite the fact that this song seemed to be a complete flop, devoid of any artistic or musical value, other than a cry for attention and money grab from the drug-addled mother of a celebrity, and two money-grabbing Detroit nobodies, this didn't stop Debs from going on a mini press tour to promote her smelly fart. I mean song. She appeared on Access Hollywood. There's more of Debbie Mather's rap to her son on her CD. It's called Set the Record Straight, and it's available on her website, www.marshallsmom.com. Com. It includes the telltale line, Marshall, we have a problem. And to set the record straight on that lawsuit, Debbie hasn't dropped the suit, but as we said, she is working on a settlement. Nancy? And whilst we all know that that track was straight trash and it wasn't about to grab any Grammys, it did nab Debbie Mathers a Rolling Stone This Year in Weird Award in the Parents Just Don't Understand category. I'm sure she can put that on her shelf next to her activist Most Ambience Popped in a Single Waking Period Award. By January 2001, it was reported by News of the World that Debbie was actually considering dropping the lawsuit and trying to reconcile with her son. This apparently came days after a reports that Eminem and Debbie had had a steaming row on the phone where Em had actually told her that he wished she would die. This actually conflicts with Debbie's later account in her book My Son Marshall, where she said that Eminem had called her begging to end the lawsuit and that she tried to, but her lawyers wouldn't let her. Yeah, sure, why not believe Debbie's side of the story? 
Apparently, according to Debbie, she'd not known the extent to which Fred Gibson was actually going to sue Eminem. Yeah, just give him a light suing. The kind of suing that teaches a boy a lesson. She suggested that she just provided evidence and let the lawyer do his job and only found out about the $10 million ask when it was reported on the news. But Eminem wasn't buying it and apparently in a 2001 interview with the Scotland on Sunday newspaper, he said that he actually wasn't surprised by the suit calling his mum the Lawsuit Queen. Interestingly enough, Lawsuit Queen was actually the unsuccessful follow-up to Fetty Wap's tune, Trap Queen. Eminem went on to say that's how she makes money and that he couldn't remember her ever having a job growing up. And he doubled down on that disrespect, apparently saying in a February 2001 interview with the BBC that if he could go back in time and kill his mum just after he'd been born, he would. And by the end of this whole ordeal, things had gotten so absurd that even Eminem's grandma was appearing on TV and making heartfelt appeals to her grandson. So have you got a message for him in case he hears this interview? Yes. <clears throat> I love him very much. I'm... It's hard to even talk. I'm behind him 100%. Do love him. And wish he would call me. I miss Haley. I miss him. God just bless him. But by summer of 2001, the lawsuit was finally coming to a close. So, $10 million suit, one terrible diss song released, and zero pills popped if you believe what Debbie says. Debbie's surely a shoe in for a windfall. We're talking a seven-figure settlement that'll buy her the most glorious trailer all of 8 Mile has to offer, right? Wrong! Debbie received a $25,000 settlement with the majority of that money going to her lawyer, leaving her with only a measly $1,600. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, what do you expect? You have this lawsuit running, meanwhile you're publicly flip-flopping between wanting to withdraw it and reconcile with your son to talking smack about him in diss songs. But hey, come on, $1,600 definitely buys away a lot of the pain of being ridiculed in public for so many years. You can afford a 1983 Mercedes-Benz 240D with mismatched bonnet. Wow. Hell, you're only $100 shy of this deluxe three-bedroom mini-mansion in Detroit. Hell, if you can get your hands on another 250 bucks, apparently that'll buy you 100 pills of Ambien. Or as they call it in the Mathers household, a relaxing weekend. Apparently Debbie even went on later to file another lawsuit for emotional distress having been caused by the first lawsuit, but that was swiftly thrown out of court. Eminem went on to rub a lot of salt in the wound in 2002 when he released his scathing diss song post-lawsuit, cleaning out my closet. The music video for that song depicted Eminem digging a grave for his mother. He raps about her releasing that diss CD just to justify her own shitty behavior. And he also addresses the lawsuit saying, how dare you try and take what you didn't help me to get, you piece of shit. I hope you fucking burn in hell for this shit. I love Eminem. And of course, the disrespect didn't stop there. We all know that Eminem continued to take pot shots at Debbie throughout his career. But on the flip side, in Debbie's 2008 memoir, My Son Marshall, she suggests that she didn't even want to take Eminem to court in the first place, but she was just trying to get money together to stop her house from being repossessed. I mean, moving stuff, but that is kind of invalidated by the fact that on the next line, she says that she was taking him to court to try and get him to stop talking smack about her on songs. Now, I wouldn't recommend you go and read this book because it's rubbish, but Debbie dropped a lot of clangers in there. But following the release of this book, and after Eminem's highly publicized battle with his own pill addiction, in 2009, his track My Mom on the album Relapse, he suggests that his mum might have been part of the reason that he too became a pill-popping addict. But then finally in 2013, a curveball. On the Marshall Mathers LP2, Eminem released the song Headlines. And this was essentially an apology song for everything he said on Cleaning Out My Closet, which he says that he just can't listen to anymore. And I gotta say, the music video for Headlights is a real tearjerker. Directed by Spike Lee, it actually follows the perspective in first person of Debbie Mathers as she watches her son diss her on TV, how they grow further apart over the years, and how eventually they reconcile with a heartwarming hug. Apparently, 
After this, Eminem said that this was the definitive song on his mother and that he didn't want to discuss it anymore outside of the lyrics in that song. And I'll be honest, that music video really touches me. I'm someone that's had a fair share of drama in their family. Obviously nothing on the scale that Eminem's had to face. But we've all had our own personal dramas and our own fallouts with our family or with our mothers. I know how hard it is to have family become estranged, not speak for years and not even be able to be in the same room as each other. And I've also been hurt by family, friends, partners in ways that left me feeling like I would never want to speak to them or see them ever again. But hell, if after suffering years of abuse and neglect, a $10 million lawsuit, and even a pretty shoddy diss track, Eminem can find it in his heart to forgive his mother, be the bigger man, and move forward with his life. And I find that truly inspiring. I really think that forgiveness is very important. It's not about just letting all of the bad stuff that's happened to you slide and letting people get off scot-free. It's about forgiving yourself for holding a grudge and being able to move on with a greater capacity of happiness in your own life. I don't know if after he released Headlights, Eminem actually rebuilt the relationship with his mother. And to be honest, it doesn't really matter. The fact that Eminem was able to show growth beyond the more juvenile stages of his career when all he wanted to do is inflict maximum misery and disrespect on his mother definitely shows how much he's matured over the years. And at the end of the day, to me, that is the only way that an artist or even just a regular person can actually grow. Because let's face it, over the past 20 years, Eminem grew up and so did his fans. I'm not the rebellious teenager I once was and I don't want to hear Eminem talk about killing his mum. I love my mum and I want to hear about growth. I want to hear about how Eminem went through the worst with his mum and managed to have it in him to let go of the past and become a better man. Because to me, there's so many more important things in life than just trying to settle the score on some dumb shit that happened to you as a child that at this stage in the game, you just can't change. So that story really meant a lot to me and I was really pleased to share it with you guys. I hope you enjoyed it too. And if you did, make sure that you like and subscribe below. Thanks very much for watching and supporting my channel. And until next time, I peace out.